Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> so that's our opening now, isn't it? Is yeah. our, are we recording? That's how we tend to start every every episode. We're back. Welcome. Welcome. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't steal his fucking thunder. <laughs> Um, yeah, hello. Um, this is part two of the Ed. I'll tell you what, I think I called him Ed Screen at one point, yeah. and he was like, Scrine, yeah. like wine. Yeah, Scrine, um, like wine. So, uh, with um, the lovely Ed Scrine. Yep. Um, it was proper fun, that one, it. Yeah, man. Um, he's just a. He's a lad, and he's an mm. educated, smart lad. Very um, articulate and educated, yeah. yeah and for sure. Cause fuck list. And look, if you want to know. More about these songs, if you don't know any of them. With, with any of our guests that generally are, are music-based and choose music, we've got a Spotify um, yeah. link that we generally put up with all the stuff that we put out on social mm-hmm. media. So you can go there and you can listen to the tracks. We'll have, a spot, we'll have an Ed Scrime um, Spotify playlist. We've done one for um, Block Party when we had them on. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and we've got one for um, Mark Moore from S Express as yeah, well. Yeah, which won't... Um, don't know when that's coming out either. Yeah, not too sure. If it's out, it's out. If it's not, then... Um, yeah, sit tight because that's another good one we've got ready to go. Um, right, big shout outs quickly. Um, 76, our producer. Yeah, Scroobius Pip, the, uh, the the pod father. Oh, and, uh, right, he's, I like hey, that. Is that, that new? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Off the yeah. hip. He shot that one off the hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds a bit weird. Yeah, it's freestyling. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, our, our pod father of the, of the little, uh, well, it's not little, is it? It's, it's quite a grand scale. Yes. Distraction Pieces Network now. Um, We've um, Stop and Search with... Dr. Susie Gaze. (laughs) That's wrong, you knob. I know, it's called a joke, Stu. Jason Reed. Um, Say White to Drugs with... Jason Reed. (laughs) (laughs) Tuesday Night Draw with... Uh, Smallman Jim. Brilliant. Is he a small man? No, 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 no. He could... could he could take you, mate, easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He could take your ass down to Chinatown. He could definitely take you then. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I didn't even bother mentioning <laughs> Um Go uh, follow us on social media, Hardcore Listing page on Facebook. You will see videos and nonsense of us dicking around. Um, and you'll get some other little bits of exclusive, mm-hmm. well, not exclusive, just some other content that we ain't got on the other stuff mm-hmm. follow at Stu Whiffin or at Richie Frebbles yep. or at Distraction PCs on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram 
and we've also got a little YouTube channel that we're going to start posting the bits on under hardcore listing as well. So yeah. I think that's all the, the plugging stuff done. done Plug the yeah. fuck out yeah. of it, mate. All Enjoy right. uh, part two with Ed Scrine on hardcore listing with Chris and Shoe. Enjoy. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. I think, I think, um, I mean, there was a spoiler earlier on, but the E40 things will never change. <laughs> I think there's something really funny about this. And when you talk about that like, parody, me and my boys used to fucking laugh at this song, man. Right. Also, his delivery is really funny. Yeah. I mean, it's not funny things he's talking about. It's really like, horrible and sad <laughs> and, I, you know and all that and I must stress like I'm not an absolute kind of, <laughs> just a little bit but um, you know he used to when he's like you know um, did you forget that I was your creation and all I wanted was love hope and motivation so I knew this was when you're talking about get out my face kick me out the house <laughs> so we used to just go, we used to do the impressions all the time we was like bro uh, this geezer and he's like it's such a deep song because he's talking about being homeless and getting kicked out and he's like my own family ain't no better than the rest. My Aunt Teresa turned her own sister in for writing bad checks and all this shit. And it's just like, it's so sort of self-deprecating in by modern standards of, 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 of you know, or hip-hop standards and all that. But it it was actually a really deep tune. And where does mm. the sample come from? Bruce Hall's been arranged. Yeah. Like, it's a, like, have you heard the original? I don't, I don't remember it's, it. It's, it's quite a famous song. I, was, I think it was a number one or number two hit over here. Mm. And it's big. Like, Bruce Hall's been quite a famous American kind of songwriter from the kind of early 80s. But, yeah. It's been sampled and a few times. Is that there. where the chorus comes from? Dillin, 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 but it's the singer. Oh, it's no, it's not, it it's not Bruce Hall's vocal on that. Right, but it's the same lyrics yeah, and melody. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's, it's that song for someone else. Hip hop's so great for that, isn't it? Just to like literally take a fucking song, yeah. loop it up for three 16 bar verses, yeah. and then introduce make, it to the masses. Make, you can make some magic out of it, can't you? You can, but also it's like, you know, <clears throat> that's how my generation got introduced to fucking yeah. uh, James Brown, you know, Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. Um, even fucking Johnny Cash or yeah. Dylan or whatever, yeah. you start, you know, and the mo- the man who was sampled more than anyone in hip-hop, Phil Collins. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> How many hip-hop records? Top five. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> something in the air. Do you know what? I mean, <laughs> sample, Phil Collins sampled <laughs> hip-hop records. Let's do that. That, that is the right. most niche. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> no that. one's got there yet. No one's got that niche. <laughs> That'd be fucking genius. <laughs> It'd be a great idea that we get here and be like, this is fucking shit. <laughs> the joke's worn off after 10 minutes. This felt like a in, good idea. In, in retrospect. You know what no, I mean? No, man, I'll be up for that. But it was, yeah, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a good song. I, this was a latecomer. This was, I had four songs and I was like, I can't think up the fifth one. I've got all these other ones. And I actually ended up taking out Dear Mama to put oh, right. in, oh, right. which is some deep shit yeah but then I was on the way down today Oops. then I was on the way down today and I was like but how could Dear Mama not be in there because it actually is the crowning it's the number <laughs> yeah. one really yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean by any standard yeah and then the only way I can mm. justify it yeah. if it's not in is by um, saying 
this is like personal opinion, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I like fucking peanut butter sandwiches yeah. more than I like most things. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> it doesn't mean peanut butter be- sandwiches are better than everything, you know what I mean? But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but it is the classic, but um, things will never change, man. It, it just, it just fucking, it also, all, all, all these songs also sum up the time when I was like learning about, you know, emotionally growing and completely confused as a like, teenager trying to, find yeah. my fucking masculinity yeah, and find yeah. out who I am and impose yeah, myself yeah. on this world and, you know, the world was imposing itself on me and um, confusing time. And I think without egging it on too much, these songs do actually help. You know, I remember like um, the song, which I think is my fifth song. Yeah, I know it's not, no. It's not another song that didn't yeah. make it, right, that should be on the fucking list is... um. Tupac Life Goes On. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually used to cry to that yeah, song. Yeah. I used to come up my mum's house and put the put the headphones on, it'd be fucking freezing. I'd go to the bus stop around the corner and and um have a puff or whatever and um I'd listen to that and I'd cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, as a sixteen year old, you know, I don't know, it's just like I think it's important to to, to to cry and have those moments. I know now as an adult, like you, when they come, it's like, great, get it out. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. But um, yeah, like life goes on with such a fucking deep tune, you know. And, and and if you actually talk about impact at the time, life goes on. I've probably shed more tears to life goes on than any of these songs. You know what I mean? But it's still not on the list because the last yeah, song yeah, that's yeah. on the list is probably my personal favorite out of all of these again it's probably not the best but it's my personal favourite and it's called Where Was Heaven and it's um, by Wu Syndicate and it's on the Wu-Tang Killer Bees the Swarm album mm-hmm. and Wu have always had all the extended family yeah. fucking huge yeah man and um, yeah the rapper what Maya Lansky I ain't got a fucking clue yeah who he is not loads um, like because you, you told me about this, and I, I was like, oh, and I went and listened to it. And I remember now when it was, I remember it, I remember even seeing the vinyl in a record. I was buying a lot of drum and bass at the time when that, mm. when Killer Bees was all about. It was a cool record cover. It's fucking dope. Which meant a lot back then. Yeah, yeah, you, you get drawn to pretty things, don't yeah, you? Yeah. And like, yeah, um, I'm not, I don't know loads about them. I know uh, most of them were based on, he was based, my Lancey was the name of it, some sort of. Like gangster, it's a play on that gangster's name back in the day. But like, they just got on, didn't they? And like, and that's why they they done the Wu thing. Like, and then I think it went sour, and they kind of moved away again. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we've um, yeah, money yeah. went missing. You talk about Wu Syndicate. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because they only did one record, I think. Or they I did. Wrong? No, they did. They came back ten years later and did another. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, they did. Um, I can't remember who who it is now, but there's three of them, but. What two of them don't talk? <laughs> so one's a middleman, and this is a real sort of like emotional thugs thing where actually one of them says, "Well, you know, they're not talking, but he's still my brother." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and again, you see, there are there's logic where that sometimes happens, where you know there's people who fucking sometimes you can't be around them, but at the same time you got to love for them as well. No, um, yeah, yeah. As well. Really? Mm. Oh, fucking hell, dearie. Yeah. Well, that's a bleak bit of education. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a dope tree. No, it's a dope tree, man. And, and thanks for, for pointing it that is, one out man. to me. It is, man. And it's got that kind of, that poignant 
beat to it as well. Like all of these songs, I could just listen to the instrumentals. It's got effortful beats. Yeah, they, they really are. Exactly. I, I mean, I could listen to all the instrumentals and just cry. You know what I mean? And he, um, I won't cry that now. And um, <laughs> you know what I mean? There, and uh, thanks for that, mate. <laughs> and you know, he t- he he talks about his pops leaving. You know, and his dad. He paid the child support, but he hadn't been around. And you know, he says, "I hadn't seen him all these years. I hugged his ass in court." And it just paints these pictures that you're talking about of yeah. a world we can emotionally relate to, but just completely fucking different. Different. Yeah. And then he talks about, you know, um, he says, I "Remember when I first got hit? I seen the iron spit. Two oh, so cats bend in one corner, bleeding where pellet hit. My man Sean, he held on strong." Slug burn through his lower backside, cracked his spine, exit his arm, lost him twice on the hospital table, and when he died, I cried my eyes out. I couldn't take it. Damn. Yeah. But the same things continue to happen, and it's like it's so fucking. It's just so fucking honest, man. Like I don't know if this geezer's got other tunes which are fucking brilliant. And to be fair, after this, now I'm actually gonna go back and yeah. check for his other songs because he's got a great voice. Typically, Wu, yeah. you know, they had a lot of people like Shaheem and a lot of people that were floating about that you couldn't quite tell who they were. And even people like you, God, back in the day, you were a bit like, you, you know, you only yeah. knew Ghostface. You, you God, was a hard. I, I wasn't like uh, like Wu Tang, but I wasn't like, you know, I can know, I know who's in Wu Tang. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. can tell you who's in them. But you, God, was definitely one of the last ones. I was like. Okay, that's that guy. That's yeah. it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then, you know, Wu-Tang, like, fucking tears. Yeah. You know, it's definitely an honourable mention. Like, it has to be an honourable mention. Yeah, There's yeah. no two ways about it. You know, when, and we talk about delivery and emotional delivery, um, you know, Rizza, when he's like, um, I held him, it's when I saw his eyes shut. That's when I knew he was... Oh man, how yeah. do I say goodbye? Yeah, yeah. It's always the good ones that have yeah. to die. You know, it's like it was so powerful, you know. And um, I think it's, that, that might be about his brother. I'm not too sure. Right. I'm not too sure, but I think that might be his bro. Yeah. No, it was. It was just such a fucking. Yeah. It's so it was so so great to hear Wu talk like that, you know. And on another note, on a slightly more lighter note, you know, one of my favorite songs ever is a Ghostface. Raekwon and Slick Rick, who's my favourite rapper, oh, song called um, "The Sun," and it's an ode to the sun. I've not heard that. Oh, and so it's nice. just them not saying how great the sun is. Like yeah. you know, um, when inmates come out, they look up at you and kiss the ground. You know, like I- I'll go to the store for you. Like you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you make me want to. It's just it's so poetic and wonderful, and I think that's what Wu did so well. You know. Again, you know, when we were 16, we weren't reading, you know, Nietzsche and, 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 and Shakespeare meant fuck all to us at that age. You know, but you had Wu, you know, yeah. writing this poetry um, that was kind of hidden in profanity and, and gangster shit. But, man, you know, with the, the, the Kung Fu, um, you know, background that they have, you know, there's such an important um, philosophy to that, you know, and they represented that and, and, and kept that there. And, you know, it was kind of easier for them to be emotional than than other people because they were these fucked up dudes from Shaolin um, on some completely different shit. And, 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 you know, I think I think they're one of the, the greatest um, sort of cultural phenomenons and kind of shifts in hip-hop 
that's ever happened. Wu Tang. Yeah, just... man. When that drops, it did change people's yeah. opinions of it. I just love the saying that they used to say is like Wu Tang is for the kids. Mm. You know, what <laughs> I mean? it's so great. It crossed right over though, didn't it? Like they were they were smashing rock festivals. They were like that. Mm. We, we, we was playing it in the alternative clubs. It was it was just fucking huge when they come out. Yeah. Big. Yeah, it was fucking brilliant, man. It was it was yeah, it was so special, man. We see him at Glasgow a couple of years ago. And They're the not the greatest life. People are also complaining because of the, the sound quality. But the thing there is, yeah, but their records weren't very well mastered. No. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when you blast out for, like yeah. anything off 36 Chambers, it's going to sound a bit shit because it, weren't, it yeah. ain't particularly yeah. high production values. It's wicked what's in it. The content mm. and the thought and the philosophy yeah. and the raps are fucking amazing. Mm. But... The actual like the, the the how they sampled it and mastered yeah. it. Well, it they probably had fucking Fat Freddy's drop on before, <laughs> so, like banging out some shit with proper all live instruments. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're just playing fucking MP3s or something. Yeah. You know, lo-fi MP3s, yeah. like you say, that don't sound great. So I sympathise in some sense, but also I feel like, you know, this whole thing of having fifty people on a stage, I don't. It doesn't help me yeah. to do anything. <laughs> uh, Wu Tang are like, you know, probably the best group ever for me, but. I've never seen a good live performance from them, sadly. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame that they that that, that, that has kind of let them down. You know what I mean? For me, they're like a a great football team that kind of you can never call them the greatest. Do, do you reckon that's you know? Do you reckon it's because they're all out there and they also don't think it's all on their own back? So they're not really fucking. Say, for example, we claw back to DMX yep. he was out there on his own yeah. no one else come it's all like all the focus I don't think is on me because I've seen Ghostface by himself mm. and I've seen these guys by themselves mm. um, but then I they were Meth good was, right no no. Really. oh no. really no and oh, I okay. think Meth has got the most um, um, stage presence yeah and delivery you know I think that's pretty obvious from the beginning but he certainly has, you know, when I've seen him and him and Redman, I saw them do a show. That was yeah. fun. Fucking hanging that. over the uh, audience with the uh, on the fucking wires and all that. Didn't they? Uh, I think Method Man back around about that time when he was rolling with Redman doing that. He did. He did a stage dive, and uh, fucking like because he's not small, and he landed on a girl in the crowd and fucking put her in traction. Really? Yeah, she fucking saved the shit out of him, man. Yeah, I'm not surprised, you know. Yeah. I'm not surprised, man. Flattened you can't be fucking about like that when you're a big fella. <laughs> He's a fucking <laughs> lump. Lump, He yeah. ain't small. <laughs> well, I remember that. I remember that with Redman. And uh, did you ever used to read I any hip hop magazine? Yeah, HHC was exactly. Like, that's the Bible. Sure. And then the source became the this weird, like sort of kind of like. Not porno, but it became this weird thing, like voyeuristic looking mm. American lifestyle because they were so weird and so different. Yeah, but HHC. It was about hip hop connection, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember first time I got like a record reviewed in there or like stuff in there. I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever!" Like it was phenomenal. I've still got a lot of my HHCs from fucking '96 with Old Dirty on the front cover and Daylight, and you know, yeah, I love going back through those magazines, man. Proper. Yeah. Who was that geezer who used to cuss everyone and he, he just showed his mouth, it looked like sticky fingers mouth or something. Colonel Taylor, was it? Colonel Summer? Oh, I don't know. Remember? No. It was like a third of the way through and he would just fucking hot people up and no one knew who in he was. Mag. 
Yeah, in the Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Second name. I was thinking of a. I was thinking of a. I don't know if it was that. It's something like Colonel Summon or someone. That couldn't have been Stretch Taylor, could it? Stretch used to write for Blues and Soul, and I'm sure he moved the hip hop collection. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. But he was. He, he used to fucking gun people. He used to be like, "Who is he?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality man. HHC was the fucking shit. When I was like 16, my fucking walls in my mum's house were just. There was no fucking pain. They were just ripped out fucking yeah. stuff from there. And yeah, it's amazing. Sometimes I see album covers like old Cash Money album covers where they had all the stupid Photoshop yeah, right. stuff and all that. And I think, oh my God, that was on my wall. Yeah, I yeah. used to stare at that when I was a fucking kid. Lil' Kim with her legs akimbo. <laughs> you know what I mean? She looks a state now, you see, you know? No, not for a long, long time. Google her later on. Really? She's a, yeah, she's she a was, fucking state. Do you know what? I, I'm, that's not surprised me, though. Plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, really? Yeah, yeah she's she gone all the way, mate. Cracking. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. It is, man. Okay, so... Any... Don't even got to be a pop. Yeah. Anyone live in their prime, who would it be? Anyone live yeah. in their prime? Yeah. Fucking hell, put me on the spot. Wow. In their prime? Oh, my God. I mean, Dylan and Cash are two that jump out at me. Dylan, folk or electric? Folk, definitely. You know, with the collective energy of all of us lot there, all barefoot, smoking fatties, I'm into that. <laughs> um, I mean, we're signing your new label, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Who, who, who would you go for? Actually, James Brown, maybe. I see James Brown. I've seen James Brown at the V Festival. Yeah. And, uh, How did that go down? A bit? It was still would have gone down okay. It was, it was V97, I think. It was one of the early okay, ones. Okay, so, so that, it, that, it was it's still, cool. that, that was all right back then. You would have still been fucking 16. Yeah. Then, oh, yeah, man. And, and you could tell he was old because he'd come out and he'd be like, bah, and he'd do pups got a brand new bag and he'd be blowing and he'd be like, it's a man's world. And he'd have to just drop it and then he'd come back and then he'd just drop it down. But Prime, see, I've, I love a lot of guitar music. I love I, I love Nick Cave and I, I love, I've seen it, but the, the only one I never saw and I think I'd like to have seen Michael Jackson. Oh, oh man, mate. how can I not say I'm Michael sat, I'm Jackson? I'm sat here waiting to say it. I'm I'm I just saying. said, too yeah. fucking right. My pal went to the Dangerous tour. My oh. missus did. And I always say, um, well, my sister went. Yeah. My sister went to that. She had a fucking poster in her room. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Mm. I'm absolutely with you. Although I did just think um, Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. I would have fucking loved to have seen him. Man. You can still yeah, see him now. No, these, no, these, these virtual girls. Yeah, hol- yeah, holograms. Yeah, bit pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah. On Jackson, talking about we were earlier getting disappeared down the fucking hole YouTube. There's oh some Michael Jackson shows that are just um, insane, man. Yeah. Like, in terms of megastars, live performers, I don't think ever, anyone's quite got there. I mean, Best dancer ever, one of the greatest yeah. writers ever. It's yeah. just so... Vocals are insane. Ridiculous. He did a when sh- he did, I think to get his vocal, when you really see it, he's on um, Can You Feel It? Right. And like all the Jackson sing, and it's great. And then he's like, are oh, the children of the world? And he's just mm-hmm. fucking yeah. different league. And yeah. he just drops. He just think, man. And he sounded like no one. He just sounded like Michael Jackson. Mm. And I'm not a Michael Jackson freak mm. at all. Mm. Like, there's lots of other fans that I, I love a lot more. That's my missy. She's obsessed with me. Oh, yeah, she misses like, it. Well. But, um, but, no, it is. But, <laughs> that's um, why it's in here, isn't it? But, uh, Next to the boxes. Like, that's it, yeah. Next to some yeah. masculine shit. <laughs> 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 emotional fuck, Stuart Whitton. 
that would be fucking amazing. And then, yeah. all right, so which album would we would, would you like to see Michael perform? I'd have to go, personally, because if it's, you know, this is what these lists are about. It's, it's not quantity. It's not like about who's got a better list. Or whatever. Yes. For me, it'd have to be bad. Yeah, I because, because when I got my first Walkman, which was a size of a brick and a, a you know, a, a personal, like, safety device yeah. as well, um, I was busted. I went to the Isle of Wight with my parents, and uh, my mum obviously were driving us places all around that island, and I was just bussing bad all the time. And that was sort of like, uh, that was another like ex- exposure to m- music, really. So that fucking Dirty Di- all of all the tracks on there, Dirty Diana does me though, every time I love it. It's just I think cool. music's unique in that way when we talk about the arts, when you compare it to painting or when you compare it to movies or obviously you know literature and 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 such it's site specific you remember exactly where you were when you heard something you know i I know exactly where i was first time i heard eminem when i listened to to pimp a butterfly i can show you the exact route i was walking and you know you it takes you back just like you're saying um life goes on i'm with my earphones you know outside st michael's church and um you know, it's it, it's such an evocative medium, and um, yeah, don't make it no better than, than the other ones. But it's just, it's it's, it's such a fucking great thing, man. I, I it, you know, if life without music would be unlivable, man. It's Proper. yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, going back to when people don't relate to it as much, I've just. Just like I wish I could get him into it a bit more and, and discover a few more things, you know. Yeah. And like you know, like you say, even Mike, Michael Jackson is like he, he was just shit hot. And and talking about performances, there's one he done at the NFL. Just go Super and watch Bowl it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck oh, my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's bananas, man. So yeah, I love that. I think Baddie's hot. Yeah, he's hot. Perfection. Yeah. Mm. But I just think live. The thought of him coming out to want to be saying something <laughs> and hearing PYT would just be fucking incredible, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Billie Jean, like, yeah. hearing that live. Like, but, yeah. I do prefer Bad as an album, but I think like Thriller. You don't like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. He's so fucking great. Would you go Jackson for all time live performance? Yeah, because because of seeing I had the tickets on the you know went before he uh, croaked and I was looking forward to that. I, I wasn't even expecting to see Michael at his best. Do you know what I mean? And I would have been well happy. I wouldn't. Yeah. Have, I'd have been absolutely yeah. over the moon. But uh, so I guess there's a little bit of me. Strangely, again, Nirvana. Right. I fucking miss Nirvana, and there was a point in my life where. Because I didn't get into them till years later. Really. I, I had a ticket for that, and he, he, he yeah, yeah, and it was on my birthday. The gig. No way. Pip's uh, brother's got and, one. He's and, still and, got it. Yeah, I have. Yeah, and, and two about two weeks before, like he passed away. Yeah, like, shit. And and it's really weird. I actually went back because I've got all my Nirvana stuff on vinyl. And last week I just went on Amazon. It in sixty nine p each, and I bought all their Amazon CD again, just so I can just rinse in my car for a bit. It was like, and you just the only thing you that you just think. What would he be doing there? Like, yeah. you know, where would he be? Because he would not have sold out. He, he would have just. No. I'd love to have heard what what was. You know, that, that's what that's what's so sad, isn't it? Like, yeah. what would it have been? Yeah, like, yeah he was talented. 
Yeah. Tight motherfucker. So should we do, have we done any other honourable, uh, any other honourable mentions? Well, I mean, I think my my honourable mentions are all Jay-Z and Tupac, <laughs> which was interesting <laughs> to realise that. Yeah. Especially interesting to realise that every Jay-Z song I've picked features Beanie Siegel. Yeah. Which is fucking bizarre, because I don't really like it. I mean... Didn't know they made tons together. Um, they didn't make not, tons, but he would always get deep. I think it's a thing yeah. where Jay-Z would be like, making a deep record and be like, I need beans on this. Yeah. You know, because he's also... He, he, Beanie Siegel was like the most thugged out person on Rockefeller. Right. So it's even more powerful to hear him talking, you know, about his dad. There's a song, Where Have You Been? You know? Right. And he like he breaks down and starts almost crying in the song, and he can't deliver it. You know whether he's written it like that and it's just a performance, or, or whether it, you know, um, happened is doesn't really matter. It's such a powerful verse, and um, and there's a there's a there's a um, another song with Scarface and Beanie Siegel that Jay Z did called "This Can't Be Life," and Scarface's verse mm. is next. Level. If yeah, I had cool. to pick just one verse, it would probably be Vinnie Paz's or Scarface's right, verse. Right. Scarface comes in and he says, um, he says, like, you know, as I was coming to the studio to do this with Jay-Z, like, I got a phone call from one of my boys, you know, it was it? He said, my homeboy, Reese, he just lost one of his kids. And when I heard it, oh, I just gosh, fell into yeah. tears. Um, and then he says, it says, yeah, so I phoned my wife and told her the bad news. Now we're both depressed, counting our blessings because Brad's too. Yeah. And he's like talking about this shit. He's like, when people lose a life, he's like, you can't come on, uh, you know, it, you can't come on rapping about shit. You know, you can't come on chatting, chatting material stuff. And it was just like, wow. And again, kids dying as well. It's like proper. But Scarface, Scarface's mm. voice. Yeah. It's again, it's one of them X pack. Yeah. Hey, Scarface are probably the best voices. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. I, I think I've heard a couple of times I've heard Scarface and mistake, mistook him for pack. Yeah. But, um, but you know these powerful masculine mm. voices hearing them you know like seeing a big man cry yeah it's deeper mm. than seeing a little man cry sad terrible seeing Shu cry I tell you mate it's not nice so <laughs> where are you at with hip hop now you, you, what, what, what are you listening to at the moment and what, what are your thoughts on the British hip hop scene at the moment it's I'm, I mean I'm I'm always checking for the new shit always checking for the new shit I mean I like I mean, I love Kendrick Lamar. He's probably the only artist that I actually genuinely love and that I sort of put into the bracket of the old boys. You know, I like the old bit from J. Cole. I like the old bit from Absol. And, you know, there's people about that are doing bits. But, um, yeah, that classic thing of you just listen to the stuff you listen to when yeah, you're 16, yeah, mostly. Yeah. I mean, I check for all of it. My missus yeah. came home today and I was listening to Drake. She was like, what? Oh, my God, you're listening to Drake? <laughs> she was ready to, like... Be like, hey, hey, I told you so, because she loves him. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I was like, no, I just want to hear the gigs verse and the Skepta verse on the new album. Yeah. You know, and um, and you know, try and work, try and see what all the fuss is about. But yeah, it, it's um, yeah, there's not that many people that I'm crazy into. I mean, actually, in UK stuff, there's a record label called High Focus Records, which are doing amazing stuff. Uh, Ocean Wisdom, Dead Players, London based. Uh, they're Brighton, actually, funnily enough. And, um, fuck, they do some brilliant stuff. What are so they called? Ocean like, Wisdom? Oh, well, they're called High Focus Sorry, Records. Sorry, High Focus Records. So there's a guy called Ocean Wisdom who's just like, spits a million words a minute and he's like 19. He's got this amazing 
stage presence and he's a lovely little fellow actually really lovely um kid and then you yeah dead players are just they're just on some great stuff and they're really doing good things for the sort of niche underground uk hip-hop scene and you know they're taking it there and, you know i think they're running a, a profitable business and and, and and really doing it um and then you know i'm very proud of the grime export exports for and sure. all of that i'm so proud it's wonderful to see I don't really listen to it, you know. My favourite grandma is probably um, Gets. I used to love all yeah, the stuff yeah. when he first come out because he felt like a, a rapper lot to on me. YouTube with Gets in it. Yeah, you could go down that rabbit <laughs> yeah, hole. Man, yeah, man. Yeah. What? Shut up! There's a bad man in prison. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah, Whoa. man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. But um, hello, I'm Dan. Have <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the monkey sheet? We've wild out. Um, that one don't normally break. Does it come back up? It should do, mate. Should do. Yeah. Mate, that um there's loads of crazy shit on YouTube about the grime beef, but like I when grime started being a thing, I really liked it for about a year, two years, and then as you do, you sort of get influenced by other things. You've got, you know, ten hours in a day or whatever, so you just I sometimes I, I leave I leave things behind. And I sort of wasn't, I didn't dial back into grime. I remember Pip going, oh, you used to listen to grime, Chris, it's fucking wicked now. It's wicked right now. And I'd be like, oh, mate, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting into it. And then about a year ago, I started listening back to grime. And my gosh, it is, it's, like you say, as an export, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, I think they're, they're coming into a real, a real green patch with that now. Like you mm. were even saying with Stormzy. And, um, yeah, I think Stormzy is actually a genuine contender like he really has it all I think he could be here for the next 10 years and he could do some some good shit I really hope he does mm, so do I and I'd like to see things like I mean Wiley's new record I loved it I fucking love that record I've been listening to that so much mm. and I do feel like he's saying on that that you know he, he feels like he's got more in him in actual fact he wants to get to that next level with it and mate I just want to see that happen I mm. do feel that like Grime like you look at how hip hop was born and where it was born and how it came about, and you look at really grime and how that's been put together and it's it's culture, it's awesome, man. And I just think it is a great thing to explore. Mm. And a lot of American, a lot of people who are into the hip hop American scene. Sometimes they're still not on that grime thing. They can't understand the beats and the flows and and how it's delivered and that. But I fuck just, it, man. I don't care yeah, because I, to me, that's it's all awesome. right. Yeah, yeah, What's definitely. Right? Do you know what I mean? It's like do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. Man. I don't mm. hate, but just like don't check for it. You know what <laughs> yeah, mean? yeah. So yeah. much shit, I just don't check for. Yeah, it. yeah. God, I don't really like it. But I won't tell anyone it's fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to, do you? Oh, mate, your stuff shit. Yeah. A couple of, do you know what? When Next we, podcast, yeah. When we turn, <laughs> yeah. Worst shit, part. Shit stuff. <laughs> Top five shit stuff. <laughs> um, when, when we talked about this and you uh, suggested it, and I was like, that's a really good one. So I started thinking about it, and mm. I ended up starting listing a bunch of shit that weren't really, it's hip hop, but it ain't, it, 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 it ain't thugs. It's like, you know, people like... Because you've got like Jedi Mind Tricks and those, mm. and those guys are fan, fantastically talented rappers. Um, and they're... The, the flip side of that, when I, where I got into sort of the underground hip-hop scene over America, is people like Sage Francis, Saul Williams. Mm. Oh, man, like some Sage Francis's songs just make me cry. There's mm. one called Inherited Scars. It's about his sister showing him uh, a, a self, self-harm. Yeah. 
Oh, the lyrics in it are brilliant. It's got the longest chorus as well. Like his, ver- his chorus is almost a verse. It's a really long, sh- like stream of vocals. But man, yeah, I got. I, there's so many like that as well, which it isn't. It isn't like they they don't come from the same situation as like like what what we're doing here with hitting yeah. thugs. But as far as emotive poetry rap goes, like yeah. uh, Sage Francis, Saul Williams, and if you uh, if you you want to look for some new people and you haven't listened to much of yourself, I don't know if you have, man, I would definitely recommend, like, Sage Francis, he's a fucking, he's stunning. Yeah, I, yeah. I, me- I remember crying, like, I was at work once and uh, I'd, I'd really start, because when you first sometimes hear a record, isn't the best time you hear it, right? You have to go yeah. back over it and when I really sort of got that whole verse and understood the concept of what he's rapping about, I, I had a little cry. I remember texting Pip, actually, so I just had a little cry mate over fucking inherited scars. I don't know what he said. It would have been saying horrible. He'd, he'd, probably, you know I mean? he'd have probably shared that That's with everyone. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, it wouldn't yeah. be my mate if you could poke <laughs> me off at every opportunity. But I'll check for that song though. Oh, mate, I'll yeah. check for that. And there is a lot of soppy, soppy hip-hop records. I mean, you, you know, there must be Drake fans out there going like, why aren't you getting a mention? He's the most emotional yeah, guy yeah, in the yeah, scene, yeah. but it's, it's like, wet. we're not talking about wet flannels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about fun, yeah. that emotional yeah, yeah. shit. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, I mean, I did, when, I, when Pip said it, I was like, you know, said that about this I was like fuck it's so like what would I do and I thought I thought it's obviously going to be to do for me it's always going to be um hip hop comics or football right they're just like the things that I love in this world <laughs> the holy trinity you know the holy your, trinity your past you know what I mean? yeah. what's that up to three things yeah. <laughs> my missus <laughs> rolling her eyes like all three of them but um and my mum but um but no it's um so I was thinking for comics, I was thinking of like the individual single issues. Like there was this single issue um, in Spawn, I think it was 30 or 31, where the Ku Klux Klan come. And fucking hell, it is so deep. And it was like, wow, it was a unbelievable thing to see for someone growing up in multicultural London. And, you know, our history education is not accurate and doesn't actually no. show what really went down. And, that. and to see the horrible shit was just 
you know, some people, right. and then and then and resonated like these songs, you know what I mean? And then there was another one where Hulk, um, there was the AIDS one, and they had like you know the AIDS uh, ribbon on the front yeah. cover, and it was like it was fucking deep. Hulk sitting by someone's bedside while they're dying and shit. It was like it was deep shit, man. Oh, shit, I read that one. Yeah, it was deep shit. I'll, I'll send you the photo of the front cover when I got it because I got that at home. That was an old school one. And then just like X-Force, some of the little storylines that was in there, even the fucking, what was it, Sex and Betrayal or whatever, the Wolverine and Domino one. But, you know, there's so nice. many. I thought about that and then I just thought, you know, I like them, but not as much as I love these these poignant hip-hop songs. And then the other one, which was funny, which I was thinking of, was um, top five defensive midfielders from 1995 to 2005. <laughs> I was like, this you... is get... then I thought, no, because they all have the same attributes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same people. Yeah. So I just say one of you them. You really thought about this, didn't you? I'm sure I appreciate it. Because we shit, do, like this, you know, uh, it's no point opening your mouth unless you're no. passionate about it. Yeah, unless yeah, you're telling yeah. the fucking, talking about something good. And I don't, like, I'm not doing promo and I don't do mm. like, me and my agent are always like, mm. nah, we're not going to any events. Like, mm. I'm not going to be that dickhead on the red carpet at other people's movies and that just show up <laughs> and wear a whistle and look yeah, like yeah. I'm busy. Like, yeah. nah. Yeah. So the only press I'm going to do is for friends or for yeah. things that I'm mad passionate about. So, um, yeah. Like, oh, well, we fucking mate. appreciate it, mate. That's amazing. Um, one, with the footballers, we'd have just been staring at you for fucking... Because <laughs> I know shit about football. <laughs> I was obsessed with football till 1989. <laughs> 1989. Arsenal won the league the greatest goal ever Mickey scored. Mickey Thomas at Anfield. Mickey Thomas. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dixon, find Smith. Smith, Thomas, he's up for grabs now. And yeah. it was the, uh, um, it was the greatest game of football I ever see. And then in 89, discovered Della Soulstone, Roses and yeah. Girls. And, and, like, and, and, and football become all-seater that season. Mm-hmm. And, and prices, After Hazel it, and all that. it won, yeah. And it won six quid to go North mm-hmm. Bank. And, uh, right, right. Uh, but the other reason that I didn't pick it um, is because every year I just fall out of love with it more and more right, and I'm right. just like oh for fuck's sake and it just doesn't mean what it used to mean to me yeah. the magic of cinema is still there even though I know behind the curtain the magic of mm. music and you know painting and that is still there but just like I see these millionaires trotting around and that I remember my friend used to say to me no I don't support football because football don't support me these like, don't give a fuck about me mm. When I have a shit day at the office, you know, it doesn't ruin their day. They just go, even when they have a shit day at the office, they go home in their Maseratis. You know, we go home, like, we paid 100 quid for the ticket, we go home to our fucking shitty flats. Yeah. And, you know, cry our eyes out. Because these millionaires yeah. didn't kick a fucking sack of leather into an onion bag. <laughs> yeah. It is ludicrous yeah, yeah. by all senses. Yeah. And it's sad that every year I realise that more and more. And, and love football less. That's it's always a, my it's comparison. It's a working class sport as well, and yeah. it's, it's being priced out of the working class. No, it's not mm. working class no more, man. It's all Blackberries and fucking everyone's sitting there on their phones. Mm. Really? Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's fucking shit, man. Fucking shit. Obviously, real football still exists, you know. I've it's a beautiful thing to watch, man. Don't get me wrong. Like, it can be. But when I used to play, I'm a bit of a... I like, when I play sport and that, I do like being fair. And when people would tackle me, I used to, I was getting in, I was getting in a lot of fights. You wouldn't want to play me. Oh mate, yeah. I would well, just break people's legs well, and just fuck off. Yeah, that's it. You like, <laughs> used to fall out of me. Yeah, My yeah, powers yeah, yeah. would fall. Literally no, that exact thing. Honestly, mate, Jay was you'd do, you, Jay would like I'd get I'd get past him, 
no, I didn't. Because <laughs> he would fucking swap me like a fly. Yeah. And that'd be it. Fight's on now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think that was it. So I couldn't play it because I've got, I, 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 I couldn't, I could, couldn't keep myself cool. And, um, and then watching it, I used to struggle with, um, the fouling. And then as I watched the sport more, when people were throwing themselves on the floor, it fucked me off because when I actually watch a game of football, I fucking love it. When they're like, it's it's insanely talented. The talent that's required to play Barcelona football in the last like ten years and that like the stuff they've done really? is phenomenal. It's like when I watch clips of OJ Simpson running, yeah, running right. his touchdown. I know fuck all yeah. about it. You don't need to know about <laughs> no. American football to watch that yeah, yeah. that fucking murderer. I mean that. Game, <laughs> it is. It's poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah, no, fucking yeah. amazing the way he did it. Same with Messi. Like it is beautiful. But when you said um, it is a great fit, it is a beautiful sport, I thought to myself, it is beautiful, but the places that I like, the atmosphere is places like Barnet, you know, Millwall, right. like these are the clubs that I've gone to and been like, oh, this feels like, even yeah. Charlton, it's like, this feels like a proper club. Right. What comes with that is shit football. Shit. Yeah. Proper fucking shit yeah. football. Awful. Yeah, yeah. So you either got atmosphere right. and no, not, no style or the opposite. You know, the Emirates, you go to the Emirates and um, it's gorgeous. You know, the pitch is like a fucking snooker table. They're knocking it about and it's fucking just, there's no atmosphere there. Yeah. So it's difficult. It's difficult. Maybe one day, you know, we'll get to experience a World Cup knockout times and we'll actually, you know, see the fucking Dutch fans in all orange and the Irish and, you know, we'll, we'll sort of, certain, notice I didn't mention watching England and enjoying <laughs> it. You know, and, and maybe we can sort of feel that wonderful, you know, experience of football. But it's fucking, yeah, it ain't, it ain't what it used to be. But, as I say, 95 to 2005, that was like my golden era. So, you know, I, I, I could geek out over defensive yeah, players all day long. <laughs> what about the sports? Well, I mean, I love watching boxing. Mm-hmm. I love, like, training in martial arts. Um, and I was a swimmer my whole life growing okay. up that was my sport I was really good at or the only sport I was good at what um, sort was your any particular style um, better I was a yeah. butterfly boy fuck so you're a proper swimmer <laughs> see I thought I was a bit tasty at breaststroke right? I got to the districts at that and I got creamed you at the districts man yeah, yeah. and if you're doing breaststroke yeah, oh yeah. man I'd fucking drown if someone said <laughs> try swim across that pond in bre- uh, butterfly man yeah, I can yeah. do it so no, what, what, what martial arts are you training I'm doing um, Kung Fu at the moment. What are you studying, man? I'm studying at the Shaolin Temple in, um, no way. in, in uh, uh, North London. And I'm training with an amazing guy Is that near, uh, near Tuffnell Park, the Shaolin exactly, Temple? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, mate. I used to live around there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I kept looking at that. Because I've done bits and pieces of Kung Fu, Wing Chun. Yeah. And I loved it. And when I was at Tuffnell Park, I was really... I nearly went there. And I actually went and did a bit of Wing Chun at one of the London cent- North London ones for Wing Chun instead but yeah I used to walk past that quite a lot so yeah they've got some some Wing Chun guys there um, that I haven't trained with I used to always like be around that area and see it and was a little bit intimidated by it you know it, it's weird it looks like literally a Chinese temple in the middle of fucking yeah, it's isn't it yeah. it's weird yeah. right but you go down there it's an amazing atmosphere yeah. it's amazing you know the people that train they always say you know you get two types of martial arts dojos then you know and it's like some of them are really horrible atmospheres and everyone's like showboating and you know you spar with people and they'll smash your face in you get other places where it's just this like these 
spirit, spiritual, um, relaxed, you know, wonderful people that could smash you up if they wanted. <laughs> yeah. but I have no intention no, today no, at no, all. No, it's yeah. all just about, you know, growing, and they're just so gentle and smiley, and then they keep the bag, and you feel sick from the sound of them keeping <laughs> the bag. <laughs> yeah. But they're so lovely, and, and um, the temple's wonderful like that. But I did some some Kali Eskrima and um, Filipino knife and stick fighting, and that was the bollocks. I really want to get back into that. Um, those sticks, I've, I never watched it, man. That is some lethal shit, those sticks. Like, well, it's I, a lethal shit, but it's it? really fun, man. Yeah? Yeah, it's really fucking fun. Just getting, just hitting the bamboo. And um, and once you can do that, you know, there was a guy that was training me, um, used to train with, uh, I think it's, he, it was Bruce Lee's training partner, Dan Lasanto or someone like that. And he, he was right. his, he was under him. And he's now like 60 years old. Bob Breen, amazing geezer. And he would teach me it with the sticks. But he would always say, you can do this with anything. So he'd go, right, put that down. And it would be one stick, one knife. And he'd put a stick down, right. one knife, one fist. And you pick up your phone. And you mm-hmm. literally could just fight with anything. And it's this notion that he does his training at 4D training. That it's just... You know, there is no up, down, left, and right. You use everything, but it all went, came into the same, similar, um, the same simple exercises, and um, it, it, it was a great sport. But I'm very much of the mindset that there's so much great stuff out there that you can learn. But I just want to stick with the kung fu for the moment, and I've been doing it for a year now, and I just think if I give it ten years and just like you know stick with it and yeah hopefully do some other bits along the way in that but um you know yeah I really want to I really want to get good at that and I love the forms man like, I, you know sometimes I'm standing there I just think oh I just want to do forms <laughs> look like a fucking idiot <laughs> my mates used to say that when I'd be sat on the underground and a lot of Wing Chun Wing Chun's all like straight line fighting it's all based around a, like your centre line mm. and on the underground there's always poles isn't there there's always and then I'll stand there and I'll start fucking doing my drills. And my mates are like, Chris, fucking stop doing that. Yeah. Stop doing that. People are <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Stuff. Well, it's not that. They're like, you look, A, you look like a cunt. And B, <laughs> and, and B you're like, you're going to ask for it. At some point, someone's going to come up to you and go, Do you, we've had that. Me and Pip had someone start on us a couple of, about, I don't know, about five years ago. It was ridiculous. We sat there minding our own business. A geezer walks down the end of the carriage, comes up to one of us and goes, uh, it was me, and went, uh, what do you say to me? You're you looking at me, mate. <laughs> I just fucking laughed. Pip, I was like, mate, I, do you know, you know when you're like, that is what, we're, just, we're in the playground. It's fucking crazy. So I think my mates probably are like, yeah, you're probably going to, you're, you're attracting psychos' attention when you're practicing on the underground. But yeah, it's, it's wicked. I love Wing Chun. I think I started with karate. Loved that. I was obsessed. I'd saw, seen Karate Kid. I was yeah. kicking the shit out of our furniture. And my parents were like, we've got to do something about this. Because it was ridiculous. And I just got obsessed. I'm obsessed with all the old school kung fu movies and that. Fucking used to watch them, practice all the moves. Yeah, mate. I've got I, think, time for it. I think English boxing, though, is as just like, as just a sport to do. And it's just getting good at striking, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, you can't beat it. Greatest. You can't beat it. I, when I bust my toe, I've worked on Muay Thai, and I, I bust my toe. And as I was being sort of helped out of the gym, so you go to the hospital, boxing trainer walked past me, he just gave me his business card and went, mate, stop kicking, ain't no good for you. And he just <laughs> gave me his business card and I just thought, I fucking need you right now, don't I? I mean, you know my I mean? toe was at a right angle. <laughs> and 
and, and I, it took a long while for my toe to heal and it's fucked now I've got mm. arthritis in it now and I thought fuck it I'm going to ring him up so I rang him up and he was like right okay and he was like let's, let's, let's see you go on I remember just getting in the ring for the first time with him and and I kind of thought when I first met him he was going to be of that that mindset of like let's smash him up and see what his minerals are yeah. and I, I weren't really up for that but I thought I'll if that's what it is I'll, I'll roll with it and I won't come back and uh, <laughs> I'll went, roll with it for an hour and a half yeah but he was fucking great and, and he was just like mate what, what are you doing and he was like you, you can't bounce that front foot like that and and every time he was I was just going I just could see his thigh and just want to fucking yeah, smash yeah. it and he was just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. can't do that and he got me out on my toes and he just got me moving and as much as I my toe is my love I do think for hand striking without the use of elbows and stuff just boxing is just so fucking good and like and I am at my most comfortable on a bag just boxing mm. without kicking like, I, I, I love it I think like it's what, what are your thoughts on the on the the McGregor um, Mayweather thing do you think it's going to happen it's looking well like- obviously don't, I'm not one to predict something I haven't got any fucking um idea over I don't know I mean I'd love to see it for the fantasy of the the sport I the reason I don't want to see it is because I think um like how can fuck can can McGregor box with Mayweather like of all the people I just think he'll get out boxed and I I don't I just I don't think Mayweather's gonna be stupid enough to walk into that left I was Mm. arguing with Pip on on Saturday on the way up to, mm-hmm. to book club, and he was saying, "No, no, I think Conor's got a legit, you know." He, but what? What's he going to touch him with? And, like, and and my argument is, Shane, Alvarez, Prime Hatton, Prime not Prime Pacquiao, um, Cotto, uh, and we're talking Golden Boy as well. Couldn't get anything off on him. No. Oh, Adela Hoya, I thought beat him. But all of these are multi-weight world champions mm-hmm. and they couldn't really hit him mm-hmm. or get anywhere near beating him. What chance has, a, has McGregor got? Because he's got a great left hand, but... It's only that he's old is the only thing that you can think, oh, maybe he's not the same as he used to be. Yeah, yeah. If he's the same fighter, for me... yeah. We're either gonna, it's either just gonna go to 12 rounds because neither of them are gonna knock each other mm, out, yeah. and Mayweather's winning on points, yeah. And you know, I'm talking about an MMA fighter that okay, maybe the last three fights, four fights, he's fought five five minute rounds, the rest of his career, he's fought three five minute rounds. If I 12 three minute rounds against someone that moves and don't want to get hit, how's it? How's their um, what's the difference in height, natural weight, and reach? Yeah. McGregor's got the edge, I think. Has he's he really? Yeah, I think he's got the edge on reach as well. And I think that's why McGregor also fancies his chances on it. And I know you can't well, boil, obviously boil a fucking fight down to that, but um, McGregor has been I'm saying recently, it, yeah, definitely does. Even, you know, you know brings it a bit closer. It definitely does. I uh, think it'd be fascinating. That's the, my the, thing. The is like, you know, I, I, as much I, as you can piss and watch and argue about it, you're all going to watch it because uh, it's, it's, it's going to be yeah, great. I'm going to watch it. It's a dream. I mean, and in this time where we, we get these fantasy bouts you know in UFC and everything um, this is the most fantasy bout of all fantasy bouts <laughs> this is Rocky and Thunderlips isn't it it really is <laughs> this is uh, proper it's madness it's fuck- and the two biggest fucking biggest mouse in, yeah. in sport 
You know, it would be such a spectacle. Where yeah. are they talking about doing it? Vegas. They reckon they've penciled MGM for July the something. First of July. First of July. But whatever. They'll announce that soon if it is happening. But did you see the British UFC? Um, No. This is obviously going to come out in a few weeks' time. Um, But um, Jimmy Manua um, stopped. uh, Who did he stop? What's his name? Oh, God. Corey Anderson. I can't remember. uh, And basically, looks like he could potentially get a shot at the. Uh, the heavyweight title and uh, light heavyweight what is heavyweight light heavyweight yeah yeah it's light heavyweight yes and, and he said who, who, who do you want to fight and he said well, I want the, the winner of, of, of yeah. Cormier and, uh, and Rumble and he said and if, if not give me David A and so like whether he's thinking I'll get on that undercard if there's going to be the, the Conor Mayweather you know, do I fight David Howe on the undercard of that? It's big money, money card. Big money undercard. Well, after Hayes' last fight, <laughs> I've only seen it. You know. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. I, I can't get excited about seeing mm. the ring again. Yeah. What did you make of that fight? It was fucking brilliant on an entertainment level. Yeah. At the time of my life, watching it, I was yeah. like, "This is fucking amazing." I can't believe what I'm watching. Did you go? No, no, no. I watched no, it on TV. I just felt it was. A shame, like, hey, jumping around, doing all those... He was off balance from the beginning. He was over-committing. He wasn't jabbing. And then... In rounds five and six, he got his jab off. Yeah. And but, it looked fucking awesome. But that was only when it seemed... It wasn't that when it seemed like he'd done his right. When he seemed like he'd done his shoulder. Well, he was not his right, because I think he couldn't get it off because of his Achilles. Because of his leg, right. Right. Yeah. But that's what I mean. He only did it out of necessity. Where I was yeah. there, I was thinking, mate, you know... Um, Bellu, I wasn't that impressed. I wasn't, you know. And the thought of, yeah, I just wasn't impressed with it at all. To be honest, it was farcical. It was farcical, it was fucking entertaining. Yeah, I, I couldn't get my head around it. And and at the end, when Bellu had his arms raised and and everyone was saying, "What, what, a, you know, what a great win!" I was just, I, I, I just thought, were well, we watching the same fight? Because I just thought. He couldn't knock Hay out. He was putting him on his ass, but Hay was sitting there shrugging his shoulders because he was embarrassed. He wasn't being knocked out. He, he, was just, he couldn't stand up. Really. Yeah, he, he, I heard the reports the next day, and I was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to be in a rush to watch this. And now. in fairness to Hay, and I'm not a Hay fan, really. Yeah, he didn't go. Oh yeah, I've done me. He didn't. He, he just yeah, went. Great, he just wasn't. went. He yeah, just went. He was he, the better man on yeah, the day. Yeah, that was really yeah. yeah, because he did, and everyone could see he was fucked and like. And he couldn't throw his right hand, and he and he didn't quit. He carried on, and and I just think you're fighting David A, who can't throw any shots at the moment, only off his left hand because he's hey, you can't throw a haymaker. Yeah, hey, you can't throw a haymaker and can't stand up properly. And Belly didn't finish him, and I just think really, well, all right, he got the stoppage, but uh, his eyes weren't rolling. He weren't out cold. It was. No, Tell no. come in and it was like got to look after him because he's fucked his foot. He would have got in and stood up again and gone all the way to twelve yeah, rounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Joshua, it's so funny seeing Joshua watching. And Joshua looked like a big man that night. Yeah, he had a proper overcoat, and he just looked like even when he was doing the pundit stuff, he weren't even listening. Yeah, he just looked like the big man of that town. But <laughs> I was just—he must have been thinking, "This is a joke. Like, yeah. I've got this whole, I've got this unlocked." Yeah. And there must have been some Cubans and some Americans and that watching going. Fucking sign me up, mate. Yeah. I want to knock this geezer. I want, I'll, not, I'll take any of them. 
Yeah. Knock him out in a second. It was it was embarrassing, but again, fucking brilliant. Yeah. Such fucking entertainment, man. What what where's your money on 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 AJ versus Klitschko? I can't instinct. call it. I can't call it. Instinct, instinct is AJ, even though he's not the finished article, even though they're kind of building yeah. him up like he is. My instinct, my instinct is AJ. Yeah. I'd but, love to see it. Yeah. I'd love to see it. What do you think then, mate? I don't know. I really can't make a call on it. I, I think, I'd be interested to see what kind of Klitschko turns up. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he... I think he's a very smart boxer. You know, he's not the most exciting fighter. That's quite well documented. Whereas AJ is really fucking exciting to watch. Mm. But I thought Dylan White caught AJ, mm. and and I, you know, I wonder if someone of Klitschko's caliber, if he clips him like that, he'll finish that. Uh, oh. I don't know. I just think it's a really interesting fight because Klitschko's kind of potentially, obviously, nearly at the end of his career. AJ's, as you just said, he's not the finished article yet. So I think it's... But he's close. He's really, he's really looking... Yeah. He could he could end up being. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, something I, like this fight, well, you know, could be the making of Yeah. You know? I, I still think a fit Tyson Fury, as much as I think he's a dick... You, you often tell me how much you hate him. I think will give Andy Joshua a whole fucking lot to think about. Yeah, just think, because he's a spoiler, he's unorthodox yeah, yeah. and awkward, and I think he could really be an awkward fight. Mm. But and apparently he's making a he's fighting in May, uh, Tyson Fury. And I did see a picture of him. Who's he fighting? They've not announced it yet, but he uh, he ain't in very good shape though. There's no, a lot of reports of him being. He's not like he's not been doing too well up there, there yeah. has he? There was a picture of him in a kebab shop with a fan the other night, and he looks like he's about twenty eight stone. He was fucking yeah. huge. You just think that's some weight to shift if you're going to be, you know. But then I suppose it depends who he's fighting. Uh, you know, it's a good time for boxing. I think. I think MMA just kind of dwarfed it all for a couple of years. Mm. I think Eddie Hearn's putting some good cards together now, yes, and, I, and, I, and I think like at the moment the whole, you know, with, with Billy Joe Saunders and, and 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 not so much Carmen, like Kel Brook and things like this. This this and AJ. This is it's making heavyweight boxing exciting again. Yeah. And and it's just, all of a sudden, I think people are talking boxing again, which is great. What did I you mean, would you make <clears throat> that make of the young lad from Hackney? Uh, is it O'Hara? I've... He was on just a couple bouts before, um, what's her name? That great... The, the, the heavyweight that sparked the guy in about 20 seconds. No. Uh, he, uh, I don't know what weight he is, but he's pretty skinny. But he had this. He had such a strange style. It almost looked um, like the sort of black and white old school um, style that you see. Yeah, I'm not doing very well because I can't remember what weight he is, who he was fighting, and much about it. But um, <laughs> it's just that he was fighting. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he was going around like he was the fucking dogs, and he was like, had all the attitude and all that. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Trying to think if there's any other honourable mentions because there's so many other things we could. Well, there is talk some about. two-pack mentions that actually I didn't talk about, it's which is which is um, Brenda's got a baby. That's yeah, that's that is the fucking most out of all the ones that I've got to talk about. Um, well, I haven't, but the ones I'd I'd say as honourable mentions, Brenda's got a baby. Yeah. It's fucking such a 
It's a, it's just dark, man. It's yeah. a dark, dark song. Twelve yeah. years old and she's having a baby yeah. in love with a molester. Who's sexing her crazy. Crazy. It's like fuck. So cousin, I don't want it. Which yeah. is actually another great song. It's crazy with the Kate on the Machiavelli album. There's two songs in a row. I used to love that on second vinyl on the A side or whatever. It was crazy, and that goes into White Man's World. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. That Machiavelli album was incredible. Yeah, I thought it was really dope. And again, it's like. How can you turn your nose up at Tupac when he made albums like that? And albums like um, Me Against the World. You know, he was in, in prison and he recorded Me Against the World. And he was sitting there in a wheelchair with glasses on and a white shirt. Yeah. And it was like, what? And maybe it was part of his parole deal or yeah, something yeah, or other yeah, that yeah. he could do it. But he was like <laughs> really the reformed character. But it was amazing to see. And that's a proper fucking artist. And there was so many... Um, Good songs on the Me Against the World album. Proper, proper. But then you got um and Hold Your Head. You know, that was a fucking <laughs> that was a classic. Um Yeah. Yeah, Tupac man. I, you know, he's yeah, we have to come I'm back mad to at you. Yeah, man, we could there's so many man. He's and he weren't even like he's not like one of my heroes either. No. But he's he's like he's dope. Yeah, I got is. I got into him real again. He was a rapper that like I kind of got into after. Mm. Like it, it, I I think the first thing when I really started dialing in was changes. I loved it and I loved mm. his heart in it. Mm. And then I went back through a lot of stuff and was like, oh shit, no, he's mm. uh, he's fucking serious. You could he's a good guy. Some people you could justify changes being somewhere on this on this list. You yeah, know, it was a bit commercial, but um, he's great. You know, the other top five that I thought of today. Was is the top five Andre three thousand verses? Oh. <laughs> yeah, he is a poet of the highest yeah. fucking order, and he's got a verse on the Rick Ross song sixteen, and the whole um, premise of it is a uh, when sixteen ain't enough, and it's like sixteen bars is saying enough. <laughs> I need to go in, and he's like, he comes in, he's like, was it summer eighty eight or was it eighty nine, um, or was it winter time? Ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> and, this, and he's like, and he tells this whole story about, you know, oh, it's just so poetic. And again, paints such yeah. vivid pictures. Um, yeah, Andre 3000, man. Top five verses. That'll be another one as well. Don't get any guests for the next <laughs> seven episodes. No worries. And I'll just come in every time. <laughs> yeah, we'll do and, another top five. And, um, you got know. a monopoly on hip hop. <laughs> The only other other one that I felt was darker than um, Brenner's Got a Baby was, uh, have you ever heard Immortal Technique, Dance with the Devil? Yes. Ooh. That was super dark. But there was an Immortal Technique song I was thinking of putting in, which is the yeah. song with Jean Grey. Right, right. On She's Revolutionary Volume She's 2. Because yeah. that was on Revolutionary Volume 1 and yeah. it was like eight minutes long. And on Volume 2, there was a seven minute yeah, shoot yeah. and it was... I can't even remember what it's called, mm-hmm. but it's about this girl that he went out with and he w- goes to prison or something like that. And he comes out of prison and um, goes to her house and she's died. And her mum says, yeah, like she's dead. And yeah, it's like, it's such a sad, it's such a sad song, yeah, but it's yeah. so poetic, yeah. you know? And, and um, yeah, that, that, that was one, that, that, another honourable, Mention, yeah, that's good, man. Good shout. Yeah. So the Spotify well. playlist can have about twenty songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I can have as fucking want. as many as we want. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go in on it for sure. Um, oh, Ed, 
thanks man thanks for coming in um it's been it's been a blast uh not sure when we'll put this out but um i'll be itching to put it out pretty quickly um yeah dude i'm sure there's other opportunities for us to uh to catch up and do another one at some point um yeah thanks mate much appreciated where where can people find out about you ed twitter uh i have i fucking hate every other day i think i'm gonna fucking get (laughs) i'm gonna get rid of this and then I think, actually, no, I really like it when the movie comes out. Yeah. And I can gauge people's ideas. Even if I'm gauging, people think of shit or yeah. like whatever. Mm. Like, let the truth be told. Mm. It's, um, or when, you know, something of global significance happens, it's amazing to be able to just go on and, 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 and check for it. Yeah. But I fucking hate it. But yeah, you can... <laughs> double-edged sword. Yeah, it's proper double-edged sword. Um, but you can, yeah, I've got a Twitter and an Instagram. Both of them are just Ed Scrine. That's E D. S K R E I N, and um, but I always think I don't hype things up too much, and I don't sing from the rooftops about too, things too much because, like I say, the inception of them, the reason I'm doing it is for me. It's this yeah. personal thing, and if something's good enough, then you'll fucking find people will find out about it yeah, anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I don't think it's that endearing either to um, <laughs> to see people just banging on about their own shit. <laughs> I don't have that much self-importance or anything, um, but um, yeah, you can they can check for my, my my social media. Yeah, man, and we should do a hashtag as well. So hashtag um, emotional. What should we call it? And then we can get people's uh, people's choices for it. Emotional thuggery. Emo fug. Hashtag emo fug. We'll do yeah, your mate. Your mate's one. Hashtag emo fug. Shout out to last yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Emo thug. And we'll get, get hashtag that and then tell us what your top fives would be as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and at well. mention Ed and uh, Redshift Rebels and uh, Stu Whiffin, I yeah. believe, yeah? Please. Yeah, man, cool. Um, well, Stu, another one in the can, mate. That was cool. Um, any other things you want to say mate before we go just thanks again my absolute yeah. pleasure bro. proper oh, that's great alright well thanks everyone and we'll, we'll catch you soon as well later peace yes and there you have it man hashtag fuck tears with Ed Scrine lovely Ed Scrine yeah lovely 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 Ed Scrine <laughs> he's a he's a good looking Scrine isn't he yeah god yeah do you know yeah. many Scrines He's the only scrine I know, <laughs> but I bet he's the most handsome scrine. Yeah. Right. Um, this is going to be weird when Ed listens back to this now. It's all right. It's all right. If he listens back to it. Uh, I'm um, sure he will. I'm not being funny if there's people out there saying, yeah, I mean, there's, he's probably the most handsome Stu Whiffin I've met. Um, I wouldn't be weirded out by that. I'm no one's saying like that. that, though, mate. I guarantee you. No one thinks a sort of... Robbie Williams Downs. <laughs> you can't say Are that. we gonna have to we're gonna have to restart <laughs> this one, aren't we? Oh let um, it play, let it play. Uh, um Right. Thanks loads for listening and thanks loads for all your support with the podcast because we we're having so much fun doing this and it's being downloaded by loads of people, mm-hmm. which we're still stunned at and we mm-hmm. still kinda go, Have you seen how many people have downloaded it this week? What the fuck's going on? This is me and you being horrible to each other yeah. in our shed mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, thanks loads. Really do appreciate all the likes and retweets and shares and, and everything, really. It's, yeah, it's re- really kind of you. Keep, because keep on chatting to us on Twitter. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We're bored and, uh, and, we're, we're bored and, and we're bored we, and we've lonely. got no But friends. we would like to hear um, your submission to hashtag Thug Tears and what do you think should have made the grade? It will. What would have made your top fives of emotional fugged out hip-hop tunes? Because um, I'm sure Ed will uh, be, like to hear that as well on yeah, Twitter yeah, and we'll yeah, all yeah. get involved in the chat. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. You, you, you was really professional and organised then. You kind of, I was talking rubbish, you just pulled it back. Then. Pulled it back, saved yeah. you, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You took a bullet. I took a bullet. And just to let Ed know, my skin has re- returned to its normal colour. <laughs> I, I don't know. Can we use this now? Yeah. Okay, all right. Bye. Bye. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.